Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson, available wherever podcasts can be found. And of course, tape live of the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. Want to give a big shout out to everybody who joined me for Christmas Steve when I watched uh, uh, Avengers of Justice Farce Wars as part of my Survivor Series Punishment. Uh, it was a horrific movie. I do not recommend it, uh, but thank you, uh, everybody, for hanging out with me on Christmas, Steve. Uh, it was an experience. Mm. Um, the holidays, as fun as they were on Saturday, uh, you know, the, the, the bloom came off a bit because we learned of the very sad uh, passing of Brody Lee. So that's what we're going to be talking about a lot today. Yeah. On the show, uh, Larson, why don't you run down the timeline here? Sure. So it was, as you mentioned, Saturday evening. I was just finishing up dinner when you texted me about it. Um, and the first I saw of it was AEW's announcement about mm. the passing of John uh, Huber, I believe, uh, known to us wrestling fans as Brody Lee. Prior to that, of course, Luke Harper, WB. Uh, this is what they said. Quote, the All Elite Wrestling family is heartbroken and industry filled with good people. John was exceptionally respected and beloved in every way, a fierce and captivating talent. Thoughtful, thoughtful mentor, and simply a very kind soul that starkly con- contradicted his persona as Mr. Brody Lee. John's love for his wife, Amanda, and children, Brody and Nolan, was evident to all of us who were fortunate to spend time with him. We send our love and support to his beautiful family today and always. John's popularity among his peers and influence on the wrestling world was worldwide and transcended AEW, so this loss be felt by many for a long time. Uh, concludes, we were privileged, AEW, to call John a, a brother, a friend, and one of our own, Brody uh, uh, Lee's John's wife, Amanda, posted to Instagram, uh, mentioned that he passed following uh, a hard-fought battle with a non-COVID-related lung issue. Yeah. Uh, um, so he was at the Mayo Clinic, I believe, in Jacksonville. Um, and she just expressed all, a lot of support, or a lot of thanks for the support of AEW, mentioning uh, Cody, Brandy, uh, Matt and Nick Jackson, Kenny Omega, Tony Khan. Um, so it's... Absolutely heartbreaking news. 41 years old, um, doing the best work of his career. Um, and and you, you read all the tributes from pretty much every, such a wide swath of the wrestling world. Mm-hmm. WB, AEW, Indies, all over the place. Brody had been wrestling for a long time and seemingly wrestled at some point everywhere. Yeah. And it's, it's remarkable that not just the number of people who knew him and seemingly knew him well, but that Pretty much unanimously, everybody said he was an awesome guy. Yeah, a, a devoted family man. Loved his wife. Loved his kids. Loved his family. Um, was 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 quick with a joke. Um, was quick to be both critical and supportive of one's work, and was always there to help people along. Mm-hmm. Um, Bray wrote a really touching tribute. So did Braun. Uh, uh, Eric Rowan. Big E like several times a day would take the Twitter to tell these incredible stories about what a good dude Brody Lee was. He seemed like he loved the business. He loved his family. He was there to help make pro wrestling better. It seemed like, 
um, I think it was an evil Uno's tribute to the situation where he talks about how the Dark Order was kind of floundering at the time and already didn't have to join the Dark Order, but he wanted to do it to help him, to help mm-hmm. the Dark Order. Because uh, he, apparently he had known Evil Uno for a good many years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and a lot of wrestlers were say, hey, you know, after the match, he would be waiting for, for me at Gorilla backstage to give notes, to give support. Yeah, say John, that was great. John Silver talked about how yeah. Brody purchased uh, his ring gear and yeah. uh, and his robe to to wear out there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, Preston Vance Ten since said uh, that Brody gave him one of his ring coats and had mm-hmm. it hemmed so yeah. it fit him because you know Brody was a really huge guy. Yeah, I watched the uh, the being the elite this morning. You mentioned later yeah, on in the me notes too. here because they did it. They did a tribute episode. Um, where, I mean, primarily members of the Dark Order, the guys he was closest mm-hmm. with, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and worked with heavily, um, you know, watching that. I mean, I, I teared up several times during that, uh, watching the outtakes, them cracking. I mean, you could always see it on screen how much fun they were having. That was, you know, sort of the thing that broke, you know, Mr. Brody Lee's character for us. With, and I think for a lot of people was watching their interaction on Being the Elite. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, OK, I get it now. Um and uh, and to see, you know, I mean, when John Silver and Alex Reynolds, they had separate, you know, uh, videos um, where they would talk about him and, and their experiences with him to see those guys, especially Silver, who has really come alive as like the breakout mm-hmm. guy mm-hmm. Um, for obvious reasons uh, to hear him talk about uh, his experiences with Brody. You know how he was like, like, like it says in so many other places, he was obviously not the Mr. Brody Lee character in person. He was completely like the opposite of that mm-hmm. because the Mr. Mm-hmm. Brody Lee character was essentially a take on Vince McMahon in several ways. Um, and you see Silver, who's just, you know, he, that guy has got immense charisma and a real obvious joy for what he does. Talk about, you know, uh, Brody Lee and, uh, and, Silver, I'm sorry, and Reynolds talking about him as well, and he just seems so downtrodden. Mm-hmm. And it's obvious why. I mean, you could see the relationship with these guys. You could you could just see it, you know, mm-hmm. on camera and being the elite especially. Um, it, it's it's really remarkable. And like you said, so many people, you know, it, it's you. I mean, there there are times when people have died, and and you know, the the wrestling world comes out and says, hey, you know, they they say nice things about him, and sometimes it's universal. With this, there's like so many extra steps beyond, you know, like you mentioned, Big E, like continually, like can continually has been tweeting about him um, throughout the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. Um, so many moments uh, that people have been sharing and so many people coming out to say such great things and mm-hmm. then reiterating over and over again is really driving the point home of just how much this guy was loved and how and what a massive loss his his death is going to be i mean mm-hmm, i yeah. mentioned earlier like several people tell him stories of he'd be waiting backstage for him to say that was awesome good job mm-hmm. or hey here's some stuff you should work on you know he seemed mm-hmm. to accept the role as leader in the locker mm-hmm. room yeah um and that's another thing people all said it was always a pleasure to share the locker room with them mm-hmm. um you know he always brought a laugh to the proceedings he was always personable loved talking about his family um and it just seems like that's a massive void that's going to be have to that's going to be left now in the AEW locker room of someone back there that's seemingly universally respected, mm-hmm. um, someone who's 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 up to the task of mentoring younger wrestlers, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's just an enormous loss. This really was is. such a great. This was such a great. So Tony Khan hasn't tweeted a ton since it. Uh, he had his own statement. He retweeted the AEW statement, the official thing. He retweeted, uh, or he he responded. The only other thing he's done is responded to John Silver with his tweet about Brody buying him his ring gear, um, and he responded with a text, uh, a screenshot of a text message thread mm-hmm. when Tony Khan said, "Hey, you know," he basically reaches out to to Brody and says, uh, "You know, I think I see a Stevie Richards Raven." Yeah. Uh, relationship for you guys, you know, what do you think about that? And, and, and Brody just said, I love it. And it was such a great little insight. And we've seen this a little bit before in, in AEW, like with Cody, uh, you know, responding to uh, uh, Chuck and Trent about their mm-hmm. entrance video about how it just seems so, it seems so like collaborative there and, mm-hmm. and freewheeling. And I mean, you know, this guy, Tony Khan is like, you know, is his family is a billion dollar family. 
he's running this wrestling promotion, but he's like coming up with ideas for essentially henchmen of Brody Lee's Mm -hmm. because he sees something in everybody. Mm -hmm. And it was just a great, I mean, this was targeted towards uh, John Silver to say, Hey, and he even said, he said he loved it. He loved you um, to John Silver about Brody Lee, Mm -hmm. but it's also a great little insight about, you know, and I have, I have no reason to think that Tony Khan was sending this screenshot out there for any other reason just to, you know, tell John Silver this man loved you. Mm-hmm. But it's such a great little insight into, like, how things go there, you know, it like the, the like leader a, of the company. It seems like it seems like a family run business. It's it what d- it feels like. It feels you know? like that's that's the that's the that's the goal there. Totally. Um, that but everybody yeah. is invested and everybody has an opportunity to 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 share their ideas. Mm hmm. You know, and and it's it's yeah, it just feels very collaborative and and very welcoming. You know, yeah. Um, now this was uh, uh, this was a kind of a kind of interesting report here from Fightful about you know the nature of maybe what people knew um, because obviously to the wrestling community this came as a pretty big shock. Yeah, uh, Fightful is reporting that many. Uh, and by the way, go check out FightfulSelect.com. They're absolutely terrific. Uh, they're reporting that many AEW talents were informed of Brody Lee's illness and the severity long ago, as far back as early November. They were asked to respect the privacy of the family as Brody Lee battled the illness and did so until his passing. One AEW wrestler noted that they wanted to dispel the idea that anything scandalous happened beyond them losing a great friend and revered personality and fightful then uh, said they're not going to report anything unless there's something official that comes out from the family or from mm-hmm. AEW. Mm-hmm. Um, so good on Fightful Select for yes for doing good work there. Yes, <clears throat> um, I mean you know th- that's that above all this is shattering to a family. I I, I watched yeah. I watched a couple of his matches over the past couple of days um, just to sort of refresh myself going into today. Um, and I caught a clip off of Twitter. And I forgot who retweeted or whatever or who posted it. But I believe, I believe it was it, it was one of those behind the scenes WWE things, and it might have been in the it might have been part of the world's collide. I forget, but it was just him being himself um, and talking about you know wanting to be the type of father to his sons, the way his dad was to him. And I I don't know like his background with his father. I didn't I didn't do any research on that. If he lost his father, you know, if he had lost his father already, mm. um, but he teared up. He started crying while he was talking about, which made me think that maybe he has he has already passed. Um, <clears throat> his father, he was a dead ringer for his dad too. Like they showed a picture, oh, yeah. like a side by side, a dead ringer for his dad. Like I, I for a second I thought, oh, was that when he had his first son? It looks like it was in the seventies. And I know his son's not that old. He's like eight or yeah. nine years old. Yeah, yeah. Um, but now I realize, like, oh my god, no, that's just, that's his dad, um, and so the family aspect of things. And even I went and I watched the Worlds Collide match with Dijak. And by the mm-hmm. way, I freaking miss Dijak. Yeah, I miss I him so hard. Like especially after watching that, I'm like, God damn, they've so dropped the ball with him. Um, but you know, he comes out and it's it was his return match, and the writing was kind of on the wall. I think by the time that Worlds Collide match had happened, you know, it's like it was obvious that WWE wouldn't do nothing with him. Yeah, he was off uh, TV for a long time before that. Yeah. And uh, and so the the crowd starts chanting "Welcome back!" and he was playing the baby face in that role, and uh, and he comes out and there's his wife and his two kids and you know he gives them all kisses, uh, you know kayfabe be damned. Uh, that was one of the cool things about the about those world collides that that I think it was like the second tournament, not the pay per view, but the, the second tournament they mm-hmm. did. I think it was two. Um, that like all those they they're all like it was a tournament. I think it was a tournament style thing. And uh, but all those matches were all just little self-contained stories. Mm-hmm. And it was obvious that him and Dijak just got together as sort of a good old fashioned face versus heel match. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. Uh, and uh, well, I remember and he, yeah. uh, he put up a thing on Twitter. Uh, mm-hmm. Brody did before the match and saying saying how important this match was to I think him. He called it him his WrestleMania moment. Yeah. 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 Um, which is such a great attitude to have. And it's funny because he's totally. You never you never know how it's going to go down when somebody goes from the structure of WWE where, you know, they everybody is given their role, essentially. Mm -hmm. And then if you and I'm not going to get into criticizing WWE for their treatment of Luke Harper, it's not the time or place for that. But it is interesting to see when a guy goes from that structure where you're given a role and then to see him flourish the way he did when he was given the freedom to establish mm-hmm. his own role. It doesn't mm-hmm. work for everybody. It hasn't no. worked for everybody in AEW when you're coming from WWE. Yeah. 
But it clearly, it clearly, after a, a brief period of figuring it out, it clearly worked oh, yeah. so well for him. And that's like from from strictly a fan standpoint. And obviously the most devastating aspect of this is the family mm-hmm. by far. Mm-hmm. But as fans to not get to see him flourish even more uh, and and just understanding backstage how he was touching, you know, the lives of those other wrestlers is an absolute tragedy. It is just it an really absolute is. tragedy it really for, is. for wrestling, for, it for really the love is. of wrestling. Here's, you know? here's someone who was there who loved wrestling, who loved the business, wanted to see it grow, wanted to see talents around him grow, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and this the warmth, the humor he brought, it's, yeah, it's just a massive loss, a massive, mm-hmm. massive loss. Uh, Zondo in here mentions that uh, Mustafa Ali uh, was talking about Brody uh, saving him for a potential broken neck. Remember at the uh, one of the Andre Battle Royals, where they the spot where you suplex and mouth the ring. You got like yes, got yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it is. It's yeah. I, I you know, I, I believe his oldest is eight or nine. I know in the in one of the being the elites, he'd mentioned that he was yeah. he was eight years old. Yeah. Um, and that's that. From what I understand, is a tough, tough age to lose a parent. Um, I mean, I, you know, my, you, you know, and I, not a lot of people know this maybe, but my, uh, my brother-in-law passed away when he was like 34 and that's the, it, it was the reason why I moved back here to Sacramento from LA because, you know, my sister had a four-year-old niece and, uh, and she had her go to counseling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, it, it's rough because my niece doesn't have very many memories of her dad, you know, and he's has a very few number of like videotapes. Um, if I ever, if I pass like Alabama, she'll have oodles of mm. you know videos of me acting a damn fool on the internet yeah. and, you yeah. know, home movies and stuff. Cause I'm obsessive with videotaping stuff. But, uh, but you know, when you're four, the, the there isn't much of a memory, and so the, the you know the, it's processing it isn't as tough. When you're eight or nine, it get it. The older you get, the exponentially more difficult it becomes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so you know, my heart really does go out to that family. Yeah, same. And here. I know uh, there are many ways you can help support them. I know CM Punk has said that all the shirts on his pro wrestling tees shop that are going to be sold this month uh, or uh, over McFoley. the next month. Mick Foley said the same Mick thing. Foley the said the January, same yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a number of ways you can help support. It's it's all over I mean, Twitter. You go to his pro wrestling tea shop or buy buy stuff from AEW. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe all the proceeds from that is going to his family as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. Uh. So yeah. Uh. It, it's it, it's been a tough couple of days. You know. I mean, just being around my own family and it's like, I didn't, I didn't know Brody Lee. I didn't, you know, I didn't know the guy, but it's like, you know, you become a fan of these people as people mm-hmm. and for the entertainment value they give you. And, uh, and it becomes, it, it, you know, it, it's like, man, God. And then you look at your family and it, it, it's, it's hard to digest this. And I, I understand what we're saying this within the context of being in the middle of a worldwide pandemic, where just in this country alone, over 350,000 people have lost their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, those are all people with their own stories and, and their own tragedies involved. But given that he entered our lives the way he did, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it adds some context to, to a life lost and, and it's a really sad one. It really is. It really is. It really is. Angie's list is now Angie. And we've heard a lot of theories about why I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. 
The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Uh, there was some uh, some wrestling over the weekend that we didn't cover because uh, we were busy celebrating Christmas with our families. Yes, the Christmas, yes. <clears throat> so uh, we'll talk happened. about... It was, a, it was a really fun show. It was actually Smackdown. a really good show. I uh yeah it bums me I didn't actually watch it. <laughs> oh you didn't? I was busy. I just I was like you know what I did I did I saw clips on Twitter. I saw the amazing celebration. I saw a lot of the clips from the from the cell match. Yeah. Uh, that was the cage match. That was great. Yeah yeah. No I was watching um, this morning. It was it was it was a lot of fun. I might um, I might still go back. No, we got I highly a busy recommend it. The, ca- the cage match was awesome. I mean Roman mm. Reigns Kevin Owens have some excellent chemistry. Yeah. I didn't mind the finish because Kevin Owens seemed like he's on the precipice of winning. Jay uh, handcuffed him to the cage, and and it, the the location of where he was handcuffed to the cage in relation to the door because he was trying to leave through the door was great because he could stick his leg out the door, but he was like a foot and a half, two feet short of actually foot making contact with the floor. Mm-hmm, so yeah. he had this great visual of, of Kevin Owens stretching his body out while being handcuffed to the cage, just trying to get a tiptoe. Yeah, that's on good. the floor yeah. while Roman just casually strolls out. He's on the last step. He's like, "Come on, come on, try to get out." <laughs> oh. Talking crap and oh, just man. casually with the with the the largest smirk on his face. Yeah, um, so really okay. fun match. This will definitely lead, I hope, to another bout it at the Rumble. I did these, see this. Muted Mayday mentioned this. You'll see the video of E talking about Sammy's cheeks oh, and, and building construction and great. high rises on man, his on his cheeks. Brilliant. That was great stuff. So let me ask you this. Uh, now that you've explained it to me, I saw the video, a little bit of video of that I saw him handcuffed, him yelling at Roman, you couldn't beat me one-on-one because you're a bitch. Yeah. Um, is this going to be the Rumble match, you think? I would think so. You would I think so. I want to see it. Are they in, I mean, Roman's got to go over clean at some point. I mean, is he, is this turning into, he's just the guy that's cheating his way out of everything situation? He did it with Drew. He's doing it now with Kevin Owens multiple mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, the whole idea of the cage match was to try to prevent Jey Uso from mm-hmm. getting involved. Yeah. So the the other, I mean, what's the other option? It's it's Jay and a Shark Tank or something, you know? Well, I'm just kind of curious as to where you think this direction. Well, there's two directions, two logical directions. I only think one of them will happen. It's probably another match either at the Rumble or sometime between now and the Rumble on SmackDown. Or... Roman says, well, I'm done with you, Kevin Owens. I beat you twice. And then the real story should be Kevin Owens wins the Rumble and faces Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Probably not going to happen. But the the heat this feud has, the chemistry these two guys have in the ring, it's, it's, it's top-notch stuff. I would, I would really love, I would love if you and I have both, there's a couple, there's a couple elements at play here. Number one, there was the story couple like a month ago or so a couple weeks ago whatever it was i think from fightful that roman's title run was not supposed to be an elongated one it was not supposed to be as long as it has been which you know puts it in in my head maybe he could drop this somehow and then come back around to it um he's booked as such a dominant guy in his presence if if they're looking to make Kevin Owens into that guy, then I would. Why don't they have him lose in a similar fashion at the Rumble with Jay's interference? Put himself in the Rumble and then win the whole damn thing. Mm-hmm. You know, comes out. I mean, didn't they? They did that with like Becky, I think, or something. Yeah, uh, yeah relatively yeah. recently. Yeah, Becky lost to Oscar at the beginning of the Rumble. Thank you. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's came right. Back out to win it after Lana there got the uh, out. Yeah, um, that would make that would make a ton of sense because, yeah, that that report has always kind of been in the back of my mind a little bit, and also WWE has a continual problem building new stars, apart from Roman Reigns and Becky Lynch, like they haven't had any crossover stars per se. Mm-hmm. You have Kevin Owens, you have sorry, you have Jay get involved in the match instead of helping Roman, ends up kind of costing him the match. KO gets the win, he gets that title. Sure, have Roman win the Rumble, 
have them uh, have a match at Mania. You can have Roman win clean there, but then have this be a few that they can come back to. Yeah. Because the chemistry between these two guys is off the charts. Off the oh, charts. It, it really is. Um, that There is, and I, I do think that, man, you, you got to... You gotta run with Owens. Look, man, they like you just said, they gotta create some new stars. And even, you know, when we were talking up Kevin Owens so much, you could see it in the comments of P uh, in that particular video, probably the last SmackDown video we did, where there are so many non-believers in Kevin Owens mm-hmm. because of how he's been booked over the past 18 to 24 months, you know? Like he's always there, but doesn't quite get there. Mm-hmm. And if you want to make a new, st- you know, a new star out of a guy who's been around a little while, and he's always almost there, and he's got this sort of a bit of a fresh coat of paint because of his new attitude, you know, his baby mm-hmm. face and his justification for it. Mm-hmm. You know, it was great. Somebody asked him on Twitter, uh, you know, why is it nobody comes to your aid? And he says, well, that's because of the years and years that I was a bad guy. Basically, I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the consequences. And he, that's a great word to use, consequences. There should be consequences in storytelling. And too often they're dropped. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, dude, I mean, that's, you, you got to start, you got, you got to build these, you got to build stars. I know. And that's how you do it. You have them. And it's not just he's always on the precipice against Roman Reigns. I think he's got to like beat him or something, you know? I know. Like, I know. If, even if it's at Mania or if it's, if it's at, I don't know. I don't know how you do it, but I, I feel like Kevin Owens, he can be that guy. Yeah, and can. then, you know, Ro- uh, Roman can can go on a, on a rampage of sorts, mm-hmm. you know, power up even more and then maybe beat Owens at like SummerSlam or something like that. Yeah. I don't know how they're going to do Something like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Goldberg right now, out I feel, there like too. The, I feel like there's two guys on the SmackDown roster right now. Actually, three. There's three on the SmackDown roster that could do it if, if the story's like the story's there for Kevin Owens to do it right now. Will mm-hmm. they follow through on it? Given WB's history, I'm skeptical. But between you know, you still have four months, four months and change between now and Mania. You mm-hmm. can still tell a story to build up somebody being Roman Reigns, whether it's Kevin Owens, whether it's Daniel Bryan. He inserted himself, he declared for the Rumble on SmackDown after beating Jay Uso, another really fun match. And then you got Big E still. He, you know, now he's new uh, Intercontinental Champion. You know, who knows how long that reign's going to last? Who knows if this is just kind of step one in a long term singles run and a singles push that'll culminate. You know, somewhere down the line, becoming either WWE or, or Universal Champion, who knows? Um, but there's three, three guys on SmackDown now where you can say, "All right, we're going to build you up to be the guy who beats Roman." And it, with the right story, it could be totally believable and really effective. Really effective. I, I feel like I feel like at this point, it's. I, I, will, I will give you my opinion of what it probably is. Kevin Owens is a stopgap between Goldberg, between oh, yeah. uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Roman and Goldberg. Absolutely. That's what I think it is. I hope it's not, and maybe it's not, but I get the feeling that's what it is. Yeah. Um, that's probably the thing. Um, and I think that's it. I think that... Oh, totally agreed. Totally agreed. I, I think that nobody else... I think that there are probably those names that you're talking about. I think Daniel Bryan could be if he wasn't... If he literally didn't just say... And he has said several times now, he's done being a full-time guy. Uh, I know well, Brock he said, did. He said he, he says this, this is his last year of being a full-time guy. I know Brock has, Brock was a part-time champion mm-hmm. um, with mixed results. But I also feel like Daniel Bryan is the type who, if he was a part-timer, he wouldn't take the spot. This is just my supposition. He wouldn't take the spot of a full-time wrestler in such a high-profile title thing. Yeah, you I, know? I agree with that. I think Big E is an experiment right now. Um, and the sad thing for him is that it doesn't matter how charismatic he is because he's all the charismatic. It's if 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 his if his creative isn't good. Uh, oh, I know absolutely. It's not it's not going to pay off to the way they want it to pay off to see him as the guy. But I think that he's penciled in for sure. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hundred percent. Definitely. I think a lot of people. I think yeah. I, I just I think that he's probably penciled in. Uh, you know, Daniel Bryan's a possibility. Um, I, I just think that, you know, chances are everything, everything, everything is a stopgap between uh, him and The Rock. And The Rock is a stopgap between whoever's going to eventually take it off Roman. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be like two years. I know. Um, I know. It's be a I mean, year from Bro- now. Yeah. you know, Brock might be a stopgap, too, for that as well. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. You know, I mean, it'd be awesome as if everybody was a stopgap between uh, uh, Roman and Jey Uso. How great would that be? 
That'd be pretty great. It's just a, it's a, and I know it's WB's approach to doing things, but it's still a bummer where you have a really good story there in your hands. This 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 Roman Kevin Owens thing that mm-hmm. could have a really good payoff at WrestleMania if mm-hmm. uh, Owens were to say lose his rematch against Roman earlier in the show. Yeah, uh, all beat up, gets in the Rumble, wins the Rumble, challenges like the next day on or the next uh, SmackDown says, "Roman, I'm coming for you." Mm-hmm. You have three more months to build up or two and a half more months to build up a really good story to have it pay off in a really good way that people would be invested in yeah. and actually if done right done right would generate a lot of buzz about the show yeah. instead they fall back on the same old idea well like goldberg he was a draw 20 some years ago let's bring him back for a two-minute match against roman mm-hmm. and that'll get people talking it's just the same thing over and over again it's, it's frustrating it's the, it's the easy lazy way to go and it's crazy because like you know all you need is like some a couple of good story ideas for for kevin owens and you've made a brand new star which you can count on you I can know. count on this guy to be a legends night guy 25 years from now i know they <laughs> don't you, think 25 years it. from now they think next till next week and that's about as far as i think <laughs> yeah there's no raw preview today by the way people guess None. why guess why they aren't ready yet they probably written. probably still being exactly never, still never, being never written. written yet yeah. So, anyways, really good, uh, really fun cage match between uh, Roman and Kevin Owens. Uh, Roman walks out of the wing. Why, why can't I talk today? Ring for the you're win. Doing fine, you're doing. It's because you're 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 so focused on your on your huge fantasy football victories. Well, the victories haven't happened yet, Steve. Stop trying to jinx the whole thing. I am trying to jinx you. You are. I know you are. Yeah, man. Of course, you beat me. What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed be, to do? Be happy for me. <laughs> After that, we had a triple threat elimination uh, tag team title match. Oscar and Charlotte taking on Bailey and Carmella uh, versus Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. Really fun match. There was some promo stuff in advance of this. Uh, Charlotte, uh, before the match starts, talk about how Christmas has come early. They're back on SmackDown. They're entered by Bailey. Uh, she says, uh, you know, it's really impressive because uh, Charlotte was also saying about how it's pretty impressive, their tag champs. Uh, Bailey says it was really impressive that uh, while 2020 was a downer for a lot of people, it wasn't for her. She's the longest reigning SmackDown uh, women's champ. She's interrupted by Sasha. She says, well, what's really impressive is that I'm champ now. Bianca comes out, talks about how she's the EST. That makes her impressive, and that Bailey has never seen anything like her. And then Carmella comes out uh, trying to say why she's impressive. Uh, anyways, really fun match. Uh, first elimination. Sasha pins Bailey after a sprog uh, mm. splash following a spine buster from Bianca. Ooh. And once it got down, especially once it got down to Oscar and Charlotte versus Sasha and Bianca, this match was bonkers. Bonkers. You know, it was I a love, lot of fun. I love that Bailey is just eating all these pins and it's triggering so many people because she's totally winning the Royal Rumble. She's totally winning that shit. <laughs> That's totally happening. Could you imagine her versus Sasha at WrestleMania? Oh my God. Oh, wow. Give them a half hour minimum. Yeah, minimum. totally. Minimum. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, once once it was, uh, you know, like a two on two tag match, especially it was good beforehand, but it went it was a whole other level after that. Uh, in the end, Charlotte pins Bianca after a code breaker natural selection uh, combo from her and Oscar. Really fun match. Um, after that, Street Profits are backstage doing a promo. They hear Sammy berating some production person. Uh, he wants to know. Uh, who she's like worked from the social media department I think uh, mm-hmm. he wants to know who made this bout tonight a lumberjack match uh, Sammy turns towards Street Profits he says I have no uh, time for your nonsense Ford says hey we're about to give you a gift and Sean, uh, Sammy's like oh I'm sorry for going <laughs> off on you and then Dawkins opens the, the, the box there's a shirt inside that says I was Intercontinental <laughs> Champion and Sammy yells at them saying you're not funny that's pretty damn good it was good. After that, Daniel Bryan versus Jay Uso. Uh, while Daniel Bryan's making his way down to the ring, Jay lays him out from behind, uh, has the upper hand for a good portion of this match. Uh, Daniel Bryan starts going after Jay's leg. At one point, Jay hits a splash, slow to make the cover because he landed on his knee. In the end, Daniel Bryan ducks a super kick, hits a knee plus to get the W. After that, his interview, talk about how there's one thing he's never done in his career, win the Royal Rumble. He's entering uh, the 2021 Rumble. Sammy walks up to him. Uh, it's like, hey, you've had it out for me because you didn't think I was a good Intercontinental Champion, um, and now I have to defend it tonight. I think, I think you stooged to management to make this match happen. Stooged, That's he says. But you know what? Term. Karma's going to get you because you're going to be in the Rumble and you're going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> that'll be that'll be a fun story. I know, dude. I I feel like they've got such some really great ingredients 
for some like percolating storylines here, you know, because yeah. they're all kind of like, you know, Daniel Bryan has this kind of thing with Jey Uso. Who knows if they're going to revisit it, but they totally could to get him into the Roman thing. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you got Sami Zayn, you know, who's going to be upset about losing his Intercontinental Champion. There's a lot of great like stories that if they're if they're clever, they could really have some of these crisscross and an interest. Oh, I know. I know. And that brings us to our main event. Big E versus Sami Zayn for the Intercontinental title. Lo- a lumberjack match. Uh, the Lumberjacks were not afraid to get involved physically, especially when uh, Big E was tossed to the floor several times. They were just beating the heck out of him. Oh, no. At one point, they are beating him up, and Sammy hits a tope on on Big E, go to commercial, come back. Uh, e kind of starts uh, a comeback with some belly-to-bellies. Sammy blocks a third, looks for a haluva kick. Big E counters with an Uranagi, gets a two. Uh, he goes for a big ending. Sammy escapes that, rolls out of the ring, tries to hop over the barricade. All the face lumberjacks put him back in the ring. Uh, uh, Sammy pokes Big E in the eye, rolls him up, gets two. So they're brawling on the top rope. Sammy hits the sunset flip power bomb. That gets him a two count. Uh, goes for another haluva kick. E dodges that one. Uh, spears Sammy out of the ring, off the apron. Uh, and heels toss Big E back in the ring. And the faces are trying to do the same with Sammy. Sammy ducks a shot from someone. I don't remember who it was. Uh, I think it's Drew Gulak that gets clocked. Um uh, or Cesaro gets clocked, I think. Anyways, a brawl breaks out between the faces and the heels ringside. Amidst that chaos, Sammy tries to take his leave up the apron, and then Apollo Crews sees him, sprints up the ramp, tackles him, nice. and he's calling some other people come to, to come help him. So it's him, the Street Profits, Otis, and Gable. They pick him up, carry him back to the ring, and toss him in. Uh, Big E hits a belly-to-belly, a splash, and big ending for the wind. All the, the face lumberjacks come in, hoist Biggie on their shoulders, confetti raining down as the show goes off the air. Remember Daniel Bryan, after he came back like a month later, he was in the greatest Royal Rumble. I think it was any like the Iron Man in that match. Yeah, he was in it for like 50-something minutes. <laughs> he was in it for like a ridiculous longer amount than that. of time. Yeah, and his, his, his chest was all uh, hamburgered he, up because of Roger Strong. His entire Strong. body looked, yeah, it looked all hamburgered up. Because so, yeah. him and Roger Strong would just trade chops for half the match. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, it was a really fun SmackDown. I like that they focused on in-ring stuff for the most part. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was in-ring action. That was advancing storylines. Mm-hmm. They didn't rely too much on on talking bits. It was a really fun show. All the, all yeah. the matches were really good. A lot of fun. Uh, that's cool. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll actually check it out. You should. Uh, you definitely should. Let's mention it before it do, you... How did sorry. it do in the ratings, Larson? It did very well, probably uh, because they had a great lead-in, at least on the East Coast. Uh, of course, New Orleans Saints and the Minnesota Vikings played on Christmas Day prior to SmackDown again on the East Coast. Uh, that I believe that game did really well in the ratings, and partially because of that, uh, the Christmas edition of SmackDown posted a first-hour rating of 4.097. That dropped to about 2.5 million for the second hour, averaged 3.35 million viewers. Um, as far as the all-important it's a little number that really matters. 18 to 49 demo. First hour got a 1.1. That's really wow. good. That's Second awesome. Hour, That's great. A 0. 0.8. All right. So strong ratings numbers. Even even if you take, you know, you assume the, the first hour, you can credit a lot of that maybe to the lead-in. Sure, sure. Nonetheless, even at two and a half, that's still a strong showing on a it's, holiday edition of a show. It's a, it's a smart move. Um putting a, a really solid episode of wrestling when they know that like, you know, people are going to be done with their meals. They're going to be, you know, op- done opening their gifts and all that kind of stuff. And then they, uh, they flip on TV. It's like, Oh, you know, everybody's been watching this football game, put on a strong showing, not like a, you know, I mean, I know this was pre tape, but you know, don't put on no more miracle on 34th street matches. <clears throat> yes. So, yes. Yeah. Agreed. Anyways. Agreed. You want to answer some questions? Sure. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. Let's see here on the Twitter. Uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to do something. I don't even know if this is a question related to this, but uh, he says, have you guys seen this? And it's the superstar gaming series oh, Yeah, on the WWE network. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I saw that. Uh, the oh, Wrestle goodness. Dude says with Sean Spears kayfabe leaving AEW, it took him off the roster page. Um, yeah, and then he deleted we, his Twitter also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think we could see him in Impact possibly joining Eric Young? That'd be fun. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like that's 
that's that's a distinct possibility that he'll join uh, Impact. Um, I prefer uh, if he became part of Young Love. Uh, oh, yeah. really? I mean, I feel like we need to reach out to Impact, make a serious effort to do that. Become real Impact aficionados. We have our Impact shirts ready to go for Tuesday. Um, and talk to them about the booking of Eric Young, and let's see if we can get Young Love happening. I like that. I like that. Uh, NJWP book a Brody Lee memorial match. Uh, he says, uh, mind would see Dustin and Hegman join the Dark Order for the night to team with Silver and Reynolds, take on Kenny, the Young Bucks, and Cody. Uh, it has to take place at a Chili's. <laughs> yes. Or yeah. at least in the parking lot of a Chili's. Uh-huh, that's good. Winner gets um, winner gets all the Chili's money and yeah. six riding mowers. And yeah, well, all all members of Team Brody would would or uh, would be riding in on on the lawnmower. So they would be Silver Reynolds. Well, that'd be Uno Grayson, Silver and Reynolds. Yeah, I think that's yeah. the team team Dark Order. That's good. Um, and then they'd be taking on. I guess it would have to be the well the Young Bucks. I, I would Hang think man. that you, you'd want yeah, I probably the the nightmare family, right? Like Cody was Cody, his biggest thing. Cody, Dustin. Um yeah, I guess so. Cody yeah. and Dustin and like QT. QT. Yeah, what I other, suppose. Whatever that's good. What other lump is in the nightmare family? Yes. Yeah, so of course Dark Order goes over. Maybe, in honor yeah, of Brody face, Lee. Uh, the turtle guy. Uh Darby Allen. <laughs> the turtle guy. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Uh, a white brownie asks with all the accomplishments Oscar has done in a short span. Could you see Io Shirai matching her? Do you see her having a Kyrie sane booking problem? RIP Brody Lee. Uh, Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done. Well, I absolutely love this because you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. I don't know, man. I don't know. I really, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I'll put it this way. I wouldn't necessarily, I wouldn't necessarily, oops, hold on. I wouldn't necessarily, oh my goodness, I'm a mess right now. Oh no. Hold on. Sorry. Stupid thing. There we go. I wouldn't necessarily think that you have to equate the booking of Yoshirai going forward or on main roster with, you know, necessarily another Japanese wrestler. Um, I, I just you you never know. I mean, there's there's been plenty of of really really terrific in ring talents who just hasn't haven't had the time of day on main roster, regardless mm. of you know uh, what country they they hail from. Um, you know, if it's a kind of situation where everybody knows she's one of the best and the crowd really 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 wants her, maybe she'll have a lackluster beginning on main roster if she ever you know goes to main roster. And then the crowd turns it around for her the way they kind of did with Becky Lynch. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you just never know. You never know how they're going to do it because they're, the, the booking of main roster is so erratic and at times irrational. Yeah. Uh, you just don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Ezra Zealous, over the Christmas break, I watched a bunch of old pay-per-views. I was curious what you guys think is the best example when the main event match didn't go on last. Uh, Ezra says the rock versus Hogan at WrestleMania. Oh, great, great answer. Perfect answer. Perfect answer. Um, that is probably the, I don't, the I best mean, answer, but I, 
probably been other shows where. Well, I guess a case could be made for Rock Austin at 19. Mm-hmm. Case could be made. Match. Yeah. Case could be made. Yeah. Although I kind of appreciate that they had what was essentially a Legends match, uh, not main event, even though it's like the two biggest names. At the time, they focused on the two guys they were trying to build around. To, yeah, to build around yeah. Anglin and Lesnar. So, uh, so yeah. Uh, the first uh, Undertaker Shawn Michaels match at WrestleMania, the one at twenty five, I think. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. Uh, Dale and Dula, you just been informed by your dogs that they can now speak. Awesome! Oh man, that makes me so happy. They would like to pursue careers in pro wrestling. Mm, mm-hmm. Knowing okay. their particular interests and skills, what style of wrestling would they best be suited for, and what wrestlers and what style do you ask to train them? See, my dog's really old. She's 14. Uh, if she just decided that today was the day that she was going to say, hey, hey, Larson, I want to get into the get into pro wrestling. I'd be She's like, like a DDP type then. But like, dog, you're 14. Yeah. Uh, like you... you it, like you don't like you don't like wow. going out for walks anymore. You're killing dreams, dude. You're killing dreams is what you're doing. Well, I just don't. I'm not killing dreams. I'm just saying, you're old. You're not as physically fit as you used to be. You can barely hear now because you got mm-hmm. bad ears. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you got you just it's not. You should have thought of this ten years ago, honestly. That's mm-hmm. what I'll say to her. So with Gypsy, obviously she would be another Brody, a Bruiser Brody type, because she's crazy. Uh, I mean, it's all in kayfabe, but as a shoot. So as a shoot, she's crazy too. Uh, maybe like she'd be like a New Jack type. All right. I could see Gypsy being like a New Jack type, an FMW type. Okay. You know, some of those crazy FMW death matches. All right. Um, yeah, I could I could see that. I guess I guess if she'd if. be or maybe like a Vader, where people are like, oh, dude, I don't want to fight her. She's like she's she, stiff. She's it's too snug. She's too stiff. Too snug. Too snug. I guess if if Zoe were to be a wrestler, it'd be a, a technical a technical wrestler. No, listen, Tony Matt B based. has it. She'd be like the Undertaker now. Yeah, she'd be the cinematic Undertaker. matches. Cinematic mm-hmm. matches. Yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to do something. Will WWE have a period where both Raw and SmackDown will have continuous good episodes? <laughs> No, it's Probably too much not. to ask. It's too much to ask. And kind of a, a connected question, related question. One more quick question from I'm just trying to do something. Will Raw be creatively motivated by SmackDown doing so well? No. Oh, they are creative. No, they they are creatively motivated. They try. This is just what we get. They try. This is simply what we get. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think I don't think Vince McMahon isn't trying, but the problem is it's Vince McMahon trying. He's not stepping aside and letting younger, fresher, more creative minds take the reins. Yes. That's the problem. That is the issue. Uh, Gareth says, could YouTuber, amateur boxer Jake Paul be a draw on Raw? Continues, not personally a fan, but he's a great trash talker with a huge following. I mean, if you're talking strictly numbers, probably. Probably, at least for a week. Probably. Do we want to see it? No. No. That actually, that question made me kind of physically ill. Really? Yeah. Ugh. Uh, Justin Bo Bobamba, uh, will Brody Lee be the first inductee to AEW Hall of Fame? Will he be inducted posthumously, individually, or with the Wyatt family in the future? Wyatt family am, in the future, probably. I would not be surprised by that. I am assuming with the Wyatt family. Hugh Long, heavy cast wrestlers as characters. Oh, no, not cast. In Wonder Woman '84. Right. Uh, Charlotte as uh, 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 Diana Prince. Okay, who's Maxwell or Rhea Ripley? Lord? Or Rhea Ripley? Well, okay. Does okay. So there or is Raquel a Gonzalez. I'd say Raquel Gonzalez or Sonya um, Deville. No, you had a right with Raquel. She's all very right, intimidating. Right. Yeah. Uh, Kristen Wiig's character, the Cheetah. Doesn't doesn't like uh well I know Carmella and I think Bianca has worn animal print before. Carmella has a, yeah for sure. Yeah okay so I'd say Carmella Carmella's kind of got that right now. Doesn't that's that's kind of her character right now. And mm-hmm. like she wants she's uh and then uh, look there is a person in the WWE Hall of Fame who clearly they were modeling Maxwell Lord after. And his name is President Donald Trump. And he's yeah. about to have some free time on his hands. So maybe he can do this. Ugh. What, about, uh, what about Steve hmm. Trevor? About the Chris Pine? Oh. Pff. 
another very charismatic actor who has done wrestling, uh, Hugh Jackman. I mean, he showed up once and punched Dolph Ziggler. He to did. me, that qualifies. And he's an right, extremely well. charismatic individual. He is. He is. He is. That was a cop-out answer. Big E is Steve Trevor. There you go. <laughs> Brilliant. Greg Morris, what does Minoru Suzuki fear? I think he he might fear global uh, global warming, climate change, because mm-hmm. at his, uh, his anniversary show mm-hmm. afterwards, he was around picking up trash. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. So he cares about this earth. Mm-hmm. Fears what we're doing to it. Um, yes. Ryan Mizushima has a booking question for the Dark Order now going forward with a sudden passing of Brody Lee, who will take over as leader of the Dark Order. Uh, I think it clearly is going to be, it has to be John Silver. I think they should do that. Yeah. Um, I think they could tell some really cool stories with that. Um, it will be interesting to see uh, how they approach that uh, going forward. I have, I have full faith that they're going to mm-hmm. do something pretty cool. Uh, Blake Elizondo, favorite Brody Lee moments. What's next for the Dark Order? Uh, here's a couple that come, come to my head. He had a really good ladder match against Dolph Ziggler, I believe, for the Intercontinental title at WWE. That was yeah. a really fun match. Yeah. Um, some of the my favorite bits of the Bray-Randy stuff involved Luke Harper. It his, really is yeah. a shame he was not yeah. in that title match at WrestleMania. That could have added so much. His actual match with with Randy Orton, I watched it this morning. It is a really terrific match. Mm-hmm. The crowd the crowd really wanted Luke to win, but of course they all lose them. they all lose their crap when they see an RKO happen. Yeah, no. <laughs> like so they they cheered the finish of that, but it was a really really well-booked match. Mm-hmm. Um my favorite my favorite Brody Lee moment clearly is uh, the the bit with Sue and John yeah. Silver? Yeah, that, I mean, he, the fact that he was laughing on camera when she just yeah. threw the papers on the ground and that was so him. good. That was so she, good. That was that was such a joy to watch. I could watch that endlessly. Um, uh, him him destroying Cody for that TNT title mm-hmm. was a sight to behold. It is. I mean, again, you know, I, <laughs> I don't want to throw shade at like his booking in WWE, but dude, could you imagine if they also told during that whole thing the story of a guy who is in a cult? And decided to break off and be his own guy, uh, in you know tangentially with Randy Orton versus Bray Wyatt, and make that a triple threat. You know he he maybe maybe they even have him go back to being Brody Lee. You know say this is my real name mm-hmm. uh, as part of that storyline. Again, missed opportunities. Uh, oh I, yeah, oh yeah. I'm really happy you did end up in AEW though, so we could see the full Me extent too. of what he could do. Totally. Uh, Jason the cabbie. So am I the only one that noticed that this past Friday that the Sammies are just two gold painted action figures glued to soup cans painted black? So we both knew the the action figure part. I didn't realize the soup can part. I didn't know. I didn't think to look at the soup cans underneath mm-hmm. it. That is pretty damn funny. Uh, Anthony Tobias, who are your picks and dark horses for the men's and women's Royal Rumble? Bailey is the clear favorite for uh, for me for the women's rumble. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Dark horse, uh, I I don't. I mean, unless they're going to add somebody to Oscar versus Charlotte, which I don't think has to be the rumble. I mean, that Charlotte literally was about to ask her for the match on Raw last week. Um, so I'll say I'll I'll give you a dark horse for the women's match. Uh, Rhea Ripley. Okay, that's if a she good loses one. Uh, what, next week on mm-hmm. NXT against Raquel Gonzalez in that last yeah. woman standing match. What else is there for her to really do in NXT? Um, maybe they'll finally go around to finishing whatever story they might have had in mind in NXT for her mm-hmm. and Charlotte on the main roster, yeah. which of course isn't going to happen, but one could hope. I mean, I'll say, you know, people like returns. Sonya Deville is a dark horse yeah. for me, maybe. Yeah. Uh, men's probably going to be Goldberg. Uh, my my dark horse pick is Brock Lesnar <laughs> because I just picked him up in the going in rock cup draft. I'll say and you picked up Goldberg, you bastard. Yeah, I'll say my dark horse for that will be Kevin Owens. Why not? Maybe the oh yeah, that's, oh, there, that's here's a really a good, good one. here's a really good story we can tell. Maybe we should actually do it for once. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nikhil asks, uh, "Was your favorite Brody Lee or Luke Harper match?" I'll say that one against Dolph that ladder match that was so damn good. Uh Probably Although there's the the Wyatt Family Shield six man uh, tag match elimination chamber. Dude, I'm gonna go with his with the very last match we saw him in. I'm gonna go with the dog collar match. I'll say that either that, that or when he squashed Cody because it's was always great. fun to see Cody get Cody lose. 
got annihilated. Got annihilated. Uh, yeah, maybe it's that. John Roush, uh, Big E seemed tore up more than most about Brody Lee passing. How would you like to see Big E play, pay tribute to him in the ring if he chooses to do so? Uh, I, I can't get the, 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 the vision in my head uh, out of uh, Big E wearing some Luke Harper-type gear, <laughs> a dirty shirt, mm-hmm. and, uh, and some, some raggedy jeans. Um, I don't know, man. I'm sure he'll do something really cool because, yeah, obviously he he was pretty he close. close. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Michael McFarland, do you think Hangman will join the Dark Order? I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the original what what the plan was. I I, I kind of felt like it was going to be a Brody Hangman thing. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's a possibility. It seems like they're taking the scenic route with Hangman Page, so I think it's a possibility for him to to be a bit of a journeyman. Uh, mm-hmm. In AEW, uh, let's see here. Um, hmm, this is this is a cool question. It might it, it'll take some uh, some trying to remember stuff from Panda Police Club in the midst of the three year long storyline that was the Authority. I got to watch that Brian Zane video. Yeah. yeah, three years. Good lord. He says, we were blessed with uh, Brody Lee holding the IC championship. What were some other bright spots in the middle of an otherwise lackluster and god-awful feud? <clears throat> um, so I know this is technically before his reign of terror, but that whole period of time when Triple H, when Triple H first had that championship and him and Stephanie uh, were a thing when Jericho mm-hmm. won that title off him for that brief moment. You know, I mean, Triple H for me, he sort of oscillated between go away heat and just really good heel heat. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes I was like, good lord, I you know, I love this guy, but man, they need to too mix much. it up a little bit. It's too, too much. much. Um, especially because back then he wasn't a terrifically good promo, he would stumble yep. a lot. Um, yep. and uh, but when Jericho won that championship and then and then Triple H had it reversed. I thought that was actually a really clever little bit and it was a great way to test out just how over Jericho was because that mm-hmm. place erupted mm-hmm. erupted. Mhm. <clears throat> yeah, that's good. Um uh all this when they were doing that thing between Roman and Sheamus and for two weeks, they like actually booked Roman correctly after he, he like beat the hell out of Triple H and then uh, uh, Superman Punch Vince. Yeah. For two weeks, it seemed like they knew what they were doing. And then he got that title back. Uh, or sorry, then he, then he took like a backseat to, to Dean Ambrose for like a month and a half. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, during Jinder's six-month reign, the rise of the Singh brothers, I thought was actually pretty fun. I actually I liked how they were all packaged together. Yeah, it was like it was such a like a I don't know, a a. Jinder was doing some actually some pretty fun work there. It's just a shame that they had that they didn't build him that way. They had him win the title and then they they built him. They st- tried to build him up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. I think that's gonna do it for us. We'll hang out for a little bit longer on the Twitch. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll be live later on tonight for our raw recap. Mm-hmm. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Help support Going In Raw today by becoming a Friendo Club TV member. You'll get access to new bonus episodes every week, including Friendo Club Arcade, Live Power Rank, Vintage 10 for the Wins, and Ask Steven Larson. Get access to Friendo Club TV today by becoming a $5 and up patron at patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson, by throwing us a sub at twitch.tv forward slash Steven Larson, or by clicking join at youtube.com forward slash Steven Larson. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. 
repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.